Okay, Daphnon Cheston in the bottom of Nun Zayin Od Beis. The Mishnah talked about if you have a case of an animal, the Mishnah in the beginning, Akkarna said an animal that was Nafla Lagina, so the animal fell into a a gina which had crops growing in it from on top, and it was clear from the Mishnah we're talking about a case where it fell in ba'onis. We'll, defi- we'll define in a few minutes what exactly that means in onus, but it's not the owner's responsibility for any hezek that was caused. That's clear. The Mishnah said the nehenis, but the animal got hano, so mishalemis mashenis. You don't pay the hezek because that's an oinus. We're talking about a case where it's a total oinus, not your problem, but you do pay the hano that the shor the balashor got. What are we talking about? So I'm a Rav. Rav says the Hanoah we're talking about over here that you have to pay for is the Hanoah when the animal fell, it would have hit the ground and would have gotten seriously injured. So you actually are paying the Hanoah that the animal was saved. The animal landed on some crops or landed on a tree or whatever it is and had a soft fall. So therefore the Baal Hashar actually gained money by that. So you have to pay Hanoah for that. Now, in theory, I, I didn't say up the halacha, but in theory that could actually be more than the Hezek. It could be, right? The value of the animal is more than the value of the tree. So I'm not sure if you actually pay more than the value of the tree or not. I'm not 100% sure. But clearly, Rav says over here, you're paying the value of the hana that the Baal got. So says, well, what does that mean? Of an achla, let's say the animal, after it fell, decided to eat. It was hungry, right? So you said you don't have to pay for the hezek. Whatever it eats, you don't have to pay for, because that's all considered part of the oinus, part of the something that's out of your control. But Lamaisa, the animal ate, and now when you finally get the animal out of there, you don't have to feed it dinner tonight. So you saved money from that. So do you have to pay for that as not? You don't have to pay for that. Why not? If your animal ate dinner by someone else's yard, even if you're paying the hezek for whatever reason, you should pay the ano. I'll tell you why. Because we had the Gemara earlier. We had the Gemara before by an animal that you put food in front of an animal. Reuven puts food in front of Shimon's animal. Shimon eats, animal eats it and gets sick. Or, Shimon, or Reuven puts poison in front of Shimon's animal we talked about. Shimon's animal eats it and gets sick. The question was, is Reuven responsible? Rob said Reuven's not responsible because Shimon Katayna, because Reuven Katayna, who said the animal should eat? Just because I put food in front of it doesn't mean it should have eaten. The Veruvian does not have to pay for the hezek that occurred to Shimon's animal. That was Shittas Rav. Rav letemei, Rav letemei, Rav letemei, Rav letemei, Rav letemei, and therefore, says the maybe we can say as far like this, that if the animal fall, if the animal comes in Mepshia, I let my animal go into your yard, and of course I'm responsible as the Mazda they talk about. But if my animal goes into your field, that's not my fault, even though it ate and saved me from dinner, maybe I can tie in that case. I didn't tell it to eat. I didn't tell it to go eat. It just did it on its own. It's not my responsibility. Like a twisted, reverse way of Rav using Svar. Rav is using that Svar to get out of the Mazik. You're using it here the Svar the opposite way. He says, well, what are you talking about? Amri, Hachiashta. You can't use that Svar the way. Amr Dama Rav, when did Rav, when did Rav say that Svarah? When the animal got damaged from eating, so then the mazik who put the food there can say, it's not my responsibility. Who told the animal to eat? The owner of the fruits can say, let me show me, I'm not paying. Where do we ever see that Rav uses that Svarah to make you the owner of the animal putter from the shame that the animal does? Now, but still, how can you use such a svar to be put? We never see Rav uses that svar. Ella says, no, no, you misunderstood Rav. 
Rav was actually saying the opposite for When Rav said Nechbadah, then it fell. Rav was saying he was getting you a chiddish that you have to pay for the softening of the fall. For sure, whatever the animal ate down there, if you're not paying Hezek, then at least you pay for skipping dinner. That's for sure. The fact that the animal was saved when it fell off the cliff and fell into the yard and landed on some shrubs or a tree and was therefore saved, maybe there you don't have to pay. Why not? Because we have a locker called Mavriach If someone, if the lion is attacking something in someone's field, and you go and chase the lion away, can you charge the person for your time and effort, or whatever it is, the work that you did? The locker is no, because Rashi says it's a mitzvah, mitzvah kavod. Mepharshim explained you're a mitzvah kavod, and either therefore you're Michael automatically, because I'm getting my mitzvah, I don't need this schar, or lemaisa nena. Normally, when someone's nena from me, so it's keilu he stole from me. He didn't take something from me, but he got something from me that I didn't let him. Over here, when I'm doing Doing it mitam mitzvah, so I let him take it. I'm therefore I cannot charge you in a case of mavriach and imenichsechaver. And therefore says Rav, you might think when the animal falls off the cliff and lands on a bush, lands on a tree and breaks its fall, so then the owner of the tree cannot ask me to pay for the hanal that I got because the owner of the tree has done a mitzvah by saving my stuff. It's mavriach hanim, mavriach harim, imenichsechaveri. So you might think to Mashan has not been So Kamash Malah and Rav that even that you do pay. That's a good time. Why not? So Taka, why isn't it Mavriachavri? So I'll tell you two reasons. I go and do a paula to do something, so I'm doing my mitzvah. But over here, my tree did a mitzvah. I didn't tell my tree to do the mitzvah. It's amazing. And it's, what? And it's amazing. That's the next one. In a normal case, I'm, I'm helping you. So I can ask you for money, not ask you for money. Over here, you ruined my tree. You ruined my apples. You ruined my whatever it is. That's not my I don't know. If I lose money to me, you have to pay me back. So over here, you don't have to pay me as a mazik, but at least you have to pay me as a nene. Fine. So therefore, this is the havamina is that Rav is telling you that you would think in our mission it's and you have to pay for what you eat mishum nahano, but you don't have to pay for the tree that you crushed on the fall. Kamashman, this is not mavriachari. Mavriachari is only when you do it midas, and only when there's no loss. If there's not das and there's a loss, that's not mavriachari, and you don't have to pay as a mazik, but you do pay as a nen. Now. Similar, similar idea, similar idea. We'll get to Bamitzi, we'll talk about it. It says about Hechi Nafal. What is that? What, now we're talking about it here where it fell, Ba'inus. What does that mean, Oynus? How do you define the Oynus? It slipped. Tomorrow says a graphic case, it slipped on its own Meraglayim. The Meraglayim has nothing to do with it. It just means it slipped in something that you would not expect it to normally do. It was on top of a cliff, it slipped. Rav Amar. The Rav says there's a bunch of animals walking there. One pushed the other one down. What's the Kiddush over here? According to Rav, who says, is an oinus and your potter from the Hezek. So for sure, slipping. That's no question. The question is the other way. That slipping is an is an oinus of a dach v'chaverta paisha pshia. It could be that man never holds that if one animal pushes the other animal, you are responsible even for the hezek shabai. You're a paisha. No, so but you own you own it all. No, you own them all. You own all the animals. You own all the animals. Umishalemis mashezika. Why? You shouldn't have put all your animals on the edge of the cliff. You put all your animals on the cliff. Obviously, they're going to push one to the other. One's going to fall onto my tree and break the tree. And therefore, in this case, if you wouldn't, according to that man, the Amar, you'd have no expectation of that happening. But dachva, something you should have taken into consideration, you're Now, so that's the second point. First point was, 
When is the case where you're paying on? No. Second point is, what is the case of Ainus? What's the case of not Ainus? Now we have the third point. We said that if the animal falls down into the yard, then if it eats, right? So we said you have to pay Masha Nenis. Okay, what does that mean it eats? How much? Until when? So Amar of Kana, Aruga. In that row where it fell, it's allowed to eat whatever it wants. But if it goes to the next row, then already you're considered a real mazik on that next row. You don't pay mashanenis, then you pay mamish mashahizik. What's the nakud over here? So Rashi explains it as follows. Rashi says, in the aruga that it fell in, it's an oinus. Just like you're not chai for what it fell onto or anything it breaks. Anything it eats is all considered part of that oinus. It's mashra from Rashi at this stage in the Gemara. It's a time issue. On this aruga, it fell, so it, it, it eats right away. Whatever it sees there, you don't have enough time or whatever to get there to take care of it. Whereas, going to the next aruga already, you should have gotten in there and get your animal out of it. Tysus is a slightly different svara. Tysus seems to say, because, and we'll see in the Gemara in a second, a similar svara, the Pasuk says, Ubir bestei acher. You're only chayv shein in Rishos HaYochid, not in Rishos If your animal falls into that Rishos Ba'inis, that's not called stay acher. Legabi, that animal, it's not stay acher. But when it goes to another aruga... That's already considered steyacher, and then you're going to be responsible as a mazik. That seems to be what Rashi doesn't say those words, but maybe you could strip it in. Now, that's Rav Kahana. Rav Yechon Amar, Afilu Aruga Aruga, Afilu Kolayim Kulay. Yechon clearly is saying that this Pshatais is saying, even if the animal wanders around the field the whole day and goes from corner to corner, does everything, you're put the whole time. Why? Mamish that svar, which is that when it falls in, that's not called your Peshea for putting it there. Once you're not Peshea for putting it there, then you have no responsibility whatsoever. Anything it eats the entire day, you're Pata Medine Hezek, you only Chai Medine Nen. Until it goes out, and then you see it go back in. If it goes out, it goes back in. Then, of course, you're going to be responsible as a regular Peshea. I'm a stepped over everything, but then eat it, I mean, he's Pata. Your potter from Hamazik, your chayv is a nene. Not nene. He, he, he ate. Oh, stamping? No, but eating. What am I eating? Yeah. Amar of Papa, loy temet shetetze ladas v'tach ladas. But that which Rabbi Yechonin said, your chayv is a mazik when it goes out and comes back in, doesn't mean that it went out and you saw it go back in ladas and now you're responsible. No, it means even better than that. Elachivin shiyotz ladas. Once it leaves the field. Even though then you brought it home and you closed the door in front of it, which is a, we said normally a shmir pchusa is good enough. Over here, you're still going to be chayv. Why? My time at Gavaldik is far. The alpha, once the animal knows where the food is, the animal knows where to get the food. Whenever you feed a cat like a little thing of milk, it always comes back the next day. Here also, this animal, even though normally for Shannon Rego, we said, shmir pchuta is enough, you just close the door and you're done. This animal, which learned that there's free food available in that guy's field, oh, now you got to be super careful. And therefore, it says her papa, when Abiyachan said, you putter the whole day. But once it leaves, now you're chayv, now you're chayv, even if you lock the door on it. He has to do a shmir ma'ula now. Shmir p'chusa is not good enough. Then the Mishnah said, Yarda kedarka... I'm sorry? We'll get to that in a second. Yarda kedarka v'zika mashamash mashazika. We'll see, in this case. What happened to the case where it went down b'pshia? didn't fall. Right? The first case, it fell. It started behind us. Now we're talking about where it went down b'pshia. And then the Mishnah said, Obviously, if it went down with she into someone else's field, of course, you have to pay. Now, Bayer of Yirmiya. Yarda Kedarka. Yirmiya always asks interesting questions. Bayer of Yirmiya. Yarda Kedarka vizika b'meid leidamau. What about if the animal goes into a field willingly, you let it in, you're a mazik, when it eats, but it didn't eat. It gave birth. And it gave birth all over the delicious fresh lettuce. Okay? That lettuce now is not very edible anymore. 
So this animal has now ruined the lettuce in the field of the Nizik. Uh, this is not Shane. It's not Karen. Probably it's like some type of regular or something like that. I don't know exactly Swallowed, what you maybe. What? No, not even no it, it may, it's like Glalim or something like that, right? But here, the question here is more fun, which, which we debated what that was. But send them a mouth. Now, wait a second. This brings up your question of because you let it in, which if it would have eaten there, you'd be chayv as Hashem. Lamaisa didn't eat, it gave birth. So it says, If you hold like the man, it's always chayv. So here you're chayv. Once you start with you're chayv for everything that happens afterwards. No questions asked. If you hold that, the said ended up as an onus. You talk a potter. What is this case? Why would this case be different? What is the onus for? My. Me, I'm reading. Lamaisa was an onus. You didn't, you didn't, you can't do anything about it giving birth. It is what it is. But just like a pregnant woman is not allowed to fly in the ninth month, right? Because the airlines don't want to take responsibility. Here also, you're a Peshea. You know the animal is about to give birth today, tomorrow, whatever it is. You should lock it up with a and be on top of it and be careful on it. And if you let the animal, not only did you let it go into someone's field, but you let it go into someone's field and it gave birth there, that's not an Oynus. That's a Peshia. You are a Peshia legami and you be chayv, midim regal, or whatever it is, on the hezek that it caused. Not just a hano, then you chayv mamash for the hezek. Okay, so now we get to the next halacha in the mission. And this is halacha that's not everything we've learned until now for the last 57 blot. And that is, how do you pay for hezek? Specifically, Shane and Regal, but even for, for Karen, if in certain cases you can pay, you have the same question, which is, the mission says something interesting. The mission said, now, this is very interesting, because I could have said normally, if I would have asked any person in the street who didn't learn Baba Kama, how do you, if I damage your kilo of apples, how do you pay you? Well, kilo of apples in the stores, 12 shekel a kilo, you pay me 12 shekel. Game over. The Mishnah absolutely says that's not the case. The Mishnah says a chiddish, and the Mishnah's chiddish, the way Rashi seems to say it, Al Roshanim said a similar thing is, that, and we'll see why this is in the Gemara, but the fact is, we don't look at it as if you damaged a kilo of apples. We look at it as if you damaged a field. This is not a hezek to apples. We'll see if Rabbi Shimon in a few minutes is going to say that no, if you damage them once they're already off the ground, then you pay apples. But if you damage them when they're still attached to the ground, you don't pay apples. You damage not apples. You damage a field. And then you have to figure out, okay, how much was the field worth before I damaged the apples in it? How much is the field worth after I damaged the apples in it? And that's what you pay the difference, which is going to be much less than a kilo of apples is worth. Exactly. It's going to be very, very fraction amount of the thing. Where does this come from? Why aren't you paying for the apples? It's only in the field. If it's like in my yard, just some apples. No, apples. apples that are not attached to the ground that we'll right. see tomorrow that Allah does not apply to. At least according to Shimon, for sure. Why is it not more? Because the field... If I, if I damage I'll, the tree, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, we'll see in a second. Forever. But if I go to your house and I break your window in your house, is your house worth less now with a broken window? No. No. So Not I didn't really. do anything. I didn't do anything damage to you. Okay. Now, in that particular case, is a bad example. The Chazanish says in that case, I don't pay the value. Over there, I pay what it costs to fix it. Uh-huh. That's a different story. Uh-huh. Over here, no fixing apples. Uh-huh. Okay. There's nothing to do. But, so but I can rep- apples is, is worth oh, So no. So the first, first question I said is, I didn't get to the second part yet. First uh-huh. stage is, instead of evaluating apples, you evaluate a field with apples. The next question is going to be, what field? One tree? The whole row? The whole city? Like, how much field are we talking about? We'll get to that in a second. First piece. 
First of all, Menani Mealy. How do we know we look at this as a field or as a tree and not individual apples? And what's a field? We'll get to that in a second. But first, we'll see. The Gemara's going to talk about it in a second. But first question is, how do you know where this halacha comes from? Menani Mealy. Amar of Masa, the Makra, Ubier, Besedei Acher. You don't look at it as eating an apple or eating tavua. You look at it as a sadeh. And therefore, the entire evaluation of the hezek is based on the value of the field. So, wait a second. We use this trasha, that you only have Rosh Hashanah, not Rosh Hashanah. You're right. It's teaching you that you, when you evaluate it, you look at it as a field. How do you know your partner? If you pay attention to the Pasuk, there's two parts to the Pasuk. There's the part of the Pasuk where it goes and does the damage, and then there's the part of the Pasuk where you go to pay for it. Okay? So the turn of Shisarabim is a din in the doing the damage. And our question of the evaluation of the payment is really on the second half of the Pasuk, when you pay. So if that's the question, says Gemara, if you wanted to just tell me that when you pay, you pay a valuation based on the field, it should have said that in the second half of the Pasuk, when it's talking about the payment type. It should have said, you pay what? But it doesn't say that. It says that at the beginning, that it's, the steyacher is a din in the hezik, meaning in Nanarish Sarabim, and the steyacher is a din in the tashlumen that you evaluate the field. Oh, so so how do you figure this out? Basically, the question is, yes, you figure it out based on the field, but what field? This row, this tree, everything this side of the Mississippi, like, how do you figure it out? So the Gemara says that halacha, which seems to be based on hashar of the bottom, Amar Be'ezhidu sa b'shishim soim. The way Rashi learns this is as follows. It's a two or maybe three-step process. First stage is that instead of doing apples, you do apples according to the field. Second stage is how big of a field? makes no difference at all how big the actual field where the apples are right now is. You do it based on a saw. A saw is actually a volume metric, amount of crop, but a, a, saw, a field that can give a saw is what we call a base saw, which is 50 amas by 50 amas. That can give a certain amount of chita, which we call a saw. So it's called a base saw. So you evaluate it based on a saw of crop. But we have another problem over here. And that is, and this is going to require us to have some basic knowledge of economics. When you, in economics, there's two things which determine the value of something. A, if it has benefit. And B, are there people interested in buying it? Supply and demand. Okay? You could have a very low-quality field that might have a higher price per square meter than a higher-quality field. Because this ta- location, but more importantly, in this neighborhood, we only have poor people. And they can't afford expensive things. So you're not going to be able to get a higher price for something that has higher quality because nobody wants it. Actually, people want a one-bedroom apartment. They don't want a six-bedroom apartment. Nobody here can afford a six-bedroom apartment. They only want a two-bedroom apartment. And they're actually going to pay a little bit more per square meter for the smaller apartment than the bigger one because the mice said they can't afford the bigger one. There's no, there's no demand. If you don't have demand, the price falls. Okay. So now, in the general world we look at, there are poor people, rich people, and then the middle class. Okay. So if you have a field that's appropriate for one of those classes, you'll get a fair price. If you have a field that falls in between those, you're not going to get a good price on it. You're going to get a lower price. And the Gemara throws in, we'll see this in Rashi in a few minutes. 
if you're only selling to rich people, then you're also skewed way off the map the other way. Because rich people don't care at all what the price is. Right? If you charge them 50000 or 100000 or 200000 it makes no difference. Because they have millions. What do they care? They're willing to overpay because they don't even know that they're overpaying because it makes no difference to them. So which means when we decide what size field we're going to evaluate on, we have to take into account what is the fair price they're going to do. If we take, the other part of this is, of course, if we take a giant field and say, okay, I ate a kilo of apples from a giant field, 50 dunum, there's going to be no, no repercussions whatsoever. 50 dunum with apples and 50 dunum without apples, 50 dunum is a huge amount of field, is zero. The Mazda's not going to pay anything. If we take a tiny little field, right, then the Nizik's going to charge them a ton of money. Not maybe 12 kilo, not maybe a kilo worth of apples, but more than maybe is fair price. So the Gemara makes a cheshmer like this. You do saw b'shishim soyim. First thing you do is you determine what is the fair market price for a 60 saw field. We said a saw field is 50 by 50. 60 times that is an average size field that normal people would buy. So you get a fair evaluation of how much that costs. You then divide it by 60. And that gives you an average fair price for one saw field. A one saw field by itself, you would not get an average fair price on. Because it's too small. And nobody's going to give you a normal price on it because it's just too small to be anything useful. So you evaluate a 60 saw field. That gives you a price. Divide that by 60. That gives you the price of one saw based on fair market value. Now you determine what would that one saw really be worth with these apples in it? What would it be worth without those apples in it? So it's a three-stage process. How much is it 60 saw? That gives you what the fair market price is of one saw. And then that one saw with and without the apples gives you the price the Mazik has to pay. That's how Rashi learns this. Why, why the pitch is 60 saw? Not clear. Tysus says, yeah, says, I don't know where Tysus says, I don't know where Rashi made this long Tysus here says, I don't know where Rashi made any of this up from. But the words of the Gemara say what Rashi says. So it's a little hard. The Shishim might be based on like Bittu Bashishim wants a Dabar Chashiv, and this is a Chashiv part out of a bigger part. It's hard to know. The Gemara continues. He says a Tarkav is, just so you know the math, a saw is six Kav, a Tarkav is three Kav. Okay, so this is actually going to be, it's going to be 30 saw instead of 60 saw. Instead of a 60 saw field, this one name holds you do a 30 saw field, and then you divide that by 60, and you get a Tarkov's worth, instead of 6 kav, it's, it's going to be 3 kav, and that gives you the, 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 the price that you're looking for, which would be a better fair market price. Chizkiah Amr, simple, klach b'shishim klachim. You take whatever they ate, they ate a kilo, no problem. Figure out 60 kilo, how much 60 kilo is worth. Divide that by 60, and then figure it out with and without these, these fruits in it, whatever the difference is, and you get... Well, again, you're, not, you're talking about... The difference is you're not talking about 60 kilo. You're talking about the field. So a field that grows a kilo's worth times 60, then divide by 60, gives you the price, then tell you that field with and without the fruits will give you the, the estimated price that we're talking about. Of the Yes, but we're always talking about selling the field, not the actual apples. Okay. Says the Gemara... So those are the three shitas. So it's my mace. We have a brysa. Achla kava kevayim. If you eat a kav or two kav, enimim tashalim demeim. You don't pay the value of that. That's clear. You don't pay the fruits. So you evaluate it based on the field. A field with these fruits, a field without these fruits. But this brysa does not say anything about 60s. It doesn't say ka, it doesn't say saw, it doesn't say tarkav, it doesn't say nothing. My love b'fneyatsmo, just the field itself. Loi. It means shishim, even though it doesn't say it. Tanabara. 
Ain shaman kabif neishmash bicha. The price is a strange terminology. You don't do it by based on a kav because then it's going to be too much. Vlei be score blesha poig because then it's going to be too little. What are we talking about? My kamer. How do you read this price? What's it referring to? Amar fabalchi kamer. Ain shaman kav b'shishim kavim neishmash biach mazik. You don't do a kav in sixty kavim because sixty kav is a very big amount. It's not enough for rich people, but it's more than poor people and less than medium class people, in which case you're not going to get a good price out of it. And if you're not going to get a good price out of it, then you're going to be, you're going to have, it's going to be priced too high, and then you're going to get, pay him the mazik. The mazik's going to be paying too much, okay? And too little. Too little. Sorry. You're not going to get a good price and the mazik's going to pay, mashbicha the mazik. The mazik's going to pay too little instead of paying the right amount. And you don't do a giant amount. Shishim core is a huge amount, right? But they should pay me the mazik. Because Shishim core is such a big field. Who pays for that? Rich people. And rich people are going to overpay. And if they overpay, then the mazik is going to end up, right, being paid and the mazik is going to end up paying too oh, much. Oh, oh, oh. So therefore, that's no good either. And therefore, that, that's what the price is saying. You have to pick the middle amount. Maskif law, Ravuna bar That's a nice shot. But there's a very key word missing in the b'risa. When the b'risa talks about a saw, a saw is a volume metric. A kav is a volume metric. A core, which is 30 saw, is a volume metric. The area that that type of thing would grow on is called a bait saw, or a bait kav, or a bait core. If you look in the Bryce that we just quoted, it's an ain't kav, it switches between kav and bait core. You're switching between volume and area. There's something missing here. Says Mahai Vulai Bait Kor Vulai Kormi Bayale. Elmar Vuna Barmanach, Mishmedra Vacha, Bredravika, Hokikton. This is what it means. Ain Shaman Kabifne Atzmoi. You don't figure out how much a kilo of apples, because then you're paying too much to the Nizik. Vulai Kav a base core, not one Kav in a base core. Now, we already said a Kav is the six Kav in a saw, 30 saw in a core. So there's 180 Kav. In a base core. That's way too small. No one's going to even notice that you damaged anything. They should pay him nizik. Nizik gets no money. Ella, like we said, bashishim. Not 180, but shishim. Now, all this we've been talking about is based on obiyah v'steyacher, which is talking about when an animal does hezik. What about when a person does hezik? When a person causes hezik to another person in fruits or whatever it is, do you do the same cheshbon or not? Who got from? The cuts kazba michavri. Cut down his friend's dekel tree. Friends, day tree. Also, come to So, whatever reason, he said, you know what? I don't want to go to the rabbis. The rabbis don't know anything about economics. I'm going to go to Reish Galusa and we'll use Persian law. Okay. So, we went to Reish Galusa. Reish Galusa and the Persian law knew the first half of the halacha, not the second half. He said, I'm going to let the Oh, yeah, I know where that tree is, says the Reish Galusa. But Tlasa, Tlasa, Bekaina, there was three fancy trees there in that little area. I knew all three together were worth 100. Zizil, how about Tlasa, Tlasa, Tlasa? You pay him 33 and a third. Right, because now you took one tree out of that, that. You don't say the individual tree. You do the tree in the orchard, right. but he didn't do the shishim business. He but only he did, did one in the three. So that's, that's it. That's okay, it's a higher price. I went to Reish Galusa. I thought I'd get a good a deal out of it. I'm getting messed up over here. So he went to Rav Nachman. Also went to Rav Nachman. I'm like, shishim. Nachman said, no, no, no. Even by trees, even when you do it yourself, human nezik, you do it by shishim. So it's one tree out of a field that held shishim. Okay, that's much less you're going to have to pay. I said, wait a second. We're talking about niske gufai. When you did the hezek, 
Where do we ever see this halacha apply by Nizke Gufa? This halacha of Shishim was halacha in Nizke Behema. Nizke Mamad. What does that have to do with you? Why did Rava think that way? Why do you think that you don't? The Sanya, we have a brisa. If you go and cut down your friend's kerem, you cut it down. Smother, when there was tiny little grapes. Smother is a very tiny grape. It's the first stage of grapes. It's called smother. We'll see if the Gemara is going to discuss this point in a minute. But in terms of areas, you figure out how much was the kerem worth before, how much is it worth now, you pay the difference. Does it say shishim here? No. So it's mashma. When a human being does damage, you do the first stage, you evaluate it based on the field that you do, but you don't evaluate it based on shishim. Vila b'shishim like katani. And therefore says Rava, based on that, I assume that a human being, there's no din of shishim, not like Rav Nachman. Atu says Abaya, gabe behemte milaitanya. We have other prices like this. We have 50 daf of prices that we've just brought that never in those 50 daf once did we mention shishim. It's just an assumption that you know to learn later on and get there. But for instance, the price says, Ki gavda, the sanya, if an animal knocks down a small tree. First of all, the bezin yushayim made exeret a knas, if it's a one-year-old, you pay a minimum of shnei kesef, if it's bashtei shonim, you pay arba kesef. Fine. That's if you break down a small tree. What if an animal eats grass that just started growing? What we call shachat. So it could grow much longer and better, but he ate it now. So right now it's not worth that much. In the future it might be worth more. Okay. So this brings up a whole separate question, which we'll really get into in tomorrow's stuff, which is when you damage something, do you pay on what it's worth now, or do you pay on the future potential? Okay. So basically, you wait to see all the other grass, what grows. If you see the other grass grew and became very expensive, then this damage you paid, actually you have to pay what the value will be in the future. Okay? Well, you only do it based on what it is now. I don't care what it will be in the future. The price continues. If you eat these tiny grapes, you look at them as grapes in the future. Also, by the grapes, you do it only based on what it is now. Hold on. That you say that you do it agav with a karka bezman shachul legefan avichor etenim avlacha pagim of a boiser if you eat these grapes which is past the smother stage a little bit later rain I say kilo anavim and benesli butzer then you look at them as if they're going to be full size grapes we'll talk about what these machlekes and different shitas are tomorrow but what do we see katani mias chamer mayim rain I say kamayshiyafa kamayayfa how much is the field worth with the grapes or without the grapes do we see anything about shishim over here. No. Here we're talking about a behema. Everybody agrees by a behema, you pay shishim. It means bashishim. It's just not telling you that part of the cheshman, but it means it. By the Adam, also a mazik, even though it doesn't say shishim, it means shishim. And therefore, we're coming out of Maskana, we'll, we'll see the Gemara tomorrow is going to pask in it, like of Nachman, that even by an Adam, a mazik, when you damage these types of crops, you do it agav the karka and agav shishim, even though it's a big chiddish, because it's learned from bir b'stei acher. Yeah. Is by Mavan Amazik, not by Adam Amazik, but that's the Gemara is assuming that's Salah. Adkar.